Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. Let's go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line where we are happy to be joined by Buster Olney. He's on Twitter at Buster underscore ESPN. And, of course, he is the MLB insider for ESPN and ESPN.com. Buster, we are happy to be joined by you today. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing okay. Sorry to leave me hanging the other day. Boy, did I feel stupid. It is a-okay. We were the ones that felt dumb. We uh, And that's that's nothing new for us, Buster. That's just kind of our typical day-to-day basis. So let's start with this, Buster. You wrote earlier today for ESPN.com about the players and the union potentially being able to come out of this as the bigger men. What was your big point in that article that you wanted to get across? Well, that they have this sort of weird, unusual leverage. The relationship between Major League Baseball and the Player Association, uh, to me, is the worst that it's been since the mid-'90s. In recent years, the players have been very upset. They want adjustments to things like free agency, uh, service time manipulation, some of the tanking that's gone on in baseball. And this, this current situation actually provides a moment when they could go big picture and say to the owners, and I actually think that there would be some open-mindedness on the other side. Look, we know you guys are, the owners are taking a big financial hit this year. Uh, Let's talk about a new, uh, a a collective bargaining agreement that wraps this year and next year into, say, an extension of some kind, and let's address some of the other issues that we have. Uh, you know, base, the, the players last week, we heard that they uh, didn't like the idea of doing a 50-50 revenue split. Well, you know what? Use some of those concerns, I think, the better position of players moving forward, I think, would be a really smart thing. Uh, and it would it certainly beat some of the alternatives we're hearing about. Do you think there's any chance that we actually get that 50-50 split, though, Buster? Because it, it seems, based on what we heard from Tony Clark, that that's just it's a non-starter for the union. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think that they're open to a straight fifty-fifty split. I think there's going to be some negotiations. Uh, one of the ideas is, uh, you know, potentially some salary deferrals. But I, I think that's too small bore uh, for the players to to do. Like I, I think what they would get out of that would be uh, one year of, of beating the owners this year in that negotiations, for lack of a better way to describe it. And, uh, you know, a small chunk of money for this year. But then when the CBA would open up again next year, I think the owners would come back with a vengeance. Like, I think they would be upset that uh, that, that, that the players use their leverage in that way, and they would hammer back. And, and so I think that 
uh, again, I think the players ought to think big picture and figure out a way to, to, to better position the union for years to come rather than focus on just a, a singular victory right now. Now, Buster, this question has been kind of eating at me for oh, a couple of days now. With this 50-50 split, why do the par- the players view it as such a negative? I, I've been looking online and doing some research. Some of these teams are putting together some pretty good revenue. A 50-50 split seems like it would be okay for some of them. Am I way well, out on left field here? No, I actually could. I actually wrote a column in, in the end of March because I, I view, you know, the, the current situation is like baseball is in trouble. Like the industry is in trouble. And I, I feel like that the moment calls for imagination and collaboration and trying to land, uh, you know, land safely. I've, made, I've compared baseball where it is right now to you guys who've seen the movie Apollo 13. Like the ship is damaged and it's drifting in space. And, you know, the focus, because the, uh, the original mission is obsolete. And the focus really should be on landing safely and trying to move forward. But instead, what we have is the, the two uh, astronauts arguing over who gets to sit next to the window. Uh, and it kind of what we saw last week with, you know, uh, Tony Clark, the head of the Player Association, putting out a statement saying, you know, we'll never agree to a salary cap. It's not a, a long term thing. It's not like the owners are saying you're going to have to have a salary cap forever. They're just trying to get through this year without absolutely getting crushed financially. And there's no doubt that, you know, they're not taking in revenue. Like this sport, like all businesses right now, is just trying to figure out a way to navigate through. And I agree with you. I I think, uh, you know, at least at the the root of it, saying, okay, we'll talk about splitting revenue 50-50. Here's some other things we'd like to talk about. We're talking with Buster Olney. He's a MLB insider for ESPN and ESPN.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Buster underscore ESPN. Buster, we've been talking about these money issues now for, I mean, in terms of being the number one storyline since MLB put out its plan, basically a week now. Have you seen any sort of progress? Do you feel more optimism today than we did when we first heard these conversations? I've heard from moderates on both sides, and by that I mean like agents and some players and some some, uh, team officials who believe that in the end, these two sides will have to come together. Uh, We did hear from Blake Snell last week where he basically, and I'm paraphrasing, look, you know, we're we're taking a hit. Um, You know, I might get uh, hit with the coronavirus. I'm not going to play for, you know, reduced salary. And Bryce Harper you know, followed up the next day and said, he ain't lying, bro. I do think there are a lot of players who would say, I'm not going to participate in that regard. And I got to tell you, like, I I feel like that that any public conversation now about money and haggling over money is not good for anybody. And it's really not good for the players because even if they're, look, there are definitely elements of truth to what Blake Snell is saying. But with, you know, 30 million people out of work and families losing so much and people, uh, you know, dropping uh, dead because of the coronavirus, I, I just don't think it's a smart thing to talk about publicly, which is why when I heard Blake Snell's thing last week, my reaction was, don't, like, well, don't say, don't talk about that stuff out loud. Take that behind closed doors, haggle with the owners behind closed doors. Uh, and then come out, whether you get an agreement or not, come out smiling, shake hands, because people are hurting in this country, and they don't want to hear that. 
Now, Buster, we know that as we get closer, it'll be a player's vote within the Players Association, and they'll go back to the owners with a yay or nay. Now, my question for you is, how much will it impact the vote for the Players Union if, you know, we have guys like Blake Snell coming out. Obviously, he's not as big of a player as, like, Bryce Harper or Mike Trout early on talking about how he didn't want to be away from his family. We know that that's probably less of a concern now the way they're structuring it, but... All it takes is four or five or six big names to say, you know what, it ain't worth it for me right now. And I'm just wondering, how will that affect the vote? And then even if the players vote yes after that, how does it affect the owners from that point? How do you think they'll handle maybe their premier player saying, no, I'm good this year? I I get the feeling as as this goes along that there's more and more of a focus of, look, we got to try. We got to try to make it happen. Uh, and so uh, there are going to be, uh, I think they're recognizing Rob Manfred in his interview on, on CNN the other night, uh, acknowledged that there may be players who will choose not to participate. And they're going to have to figure out what to do about those guys. Um, you know, I, I personally think that if, uh, you know, someone like a Mike Trout choose where his wife is expecting their first child and he doesn't want to miss that. I think his feelings need to be respected. Now, there would have to be some discussion about, okay, as a process, what do we do with his contract? Uh, what do we do with his service time, et cetera, et cetera? But I think they'll work through that because I think the biggest thing is they feel like that uh, it's going to be important to baseball fans and to you know the court of public opinion that if they have the opportunity to try to play, that they at least try, even if it means that they start up uh, and then there's a you know burst of positive tests, and they have to to you know stop, and the whole thing is derailed. I, I do feel like that they that they're getting a, a growing sense of we have to at least make an attempt to make this work. Now, my my thoughts after that is I'm thinking about okay, so they're going to give it a shot. They try, they get to it, they get the yes vote. Everybody seems like they're on the same page, but then we find out afterwards, after all said and done. That all the, not all, a lot of the premier players are like, no, it ain't going to happen. How will that affect the deal at that point based on the fact that they'd agreed in principle now, they had a vote, and now let's say, let's just use Mike Trout just because he's the biggest name in baseball. Say, hey, Mike Trout decided he's staying home. Well, that's going to affect the revenues. And if there's two or three Mike Trouts that decide to stay home, the revenues are affected. Do the owners at that point balk at the deal and say, whoa, this is not going to happen now? If it's a huge number, I, I think that's absolutely a fair point. I don't think it would be because I do believe that, you know, based again on what I'm hearing from agents from what I'm hearing from players, there is a silent majority of guys saying, hey, let's go. Because not everybody has Mike uh, Trout's bankroll. Not everybody has Clayton Kershaw's bankroll. Uh, some people, uh, I-, I think, view uh, the situation more aggressively. And they're like, you know what? we got to do the best we can according to the statistics. I'm at low risk, and they're ready to move forward. Other people feel differently. And the one thing we've learned is uh, that, in a sense, that there's an opportunity here. I mean, you guys have seen the ratings for the for the Last Dance documentary, and you guys saw the ratings for the, the NFL draft. If you actually get a major league product out there, even if it doesn't have a you know one premier player or you know a handful of premier players, I think they believe that they would do well, um, and, and on top of that, I, I think that they will have demonstrated. You know, we've made a, we've tried. You know, as I say, last week when Blake Snell said what he said, there were players who backed him. But let's face it, it kind of puts the sport in a weird place 
because now there are a lot of fans wondering, look, is this just about money? Are these guys seriously just haggling over money? So if they don't get started, there's going to be a perception among some fans that it was about money. That's a real problem. So I think that they'll be okay if they just get off the ground a little bit and make an attempt somewhat, even if it means that some players sit out. And there is an expectation on both sides that some players will will not will choose not to participate. We're talking with Buster Olney, MLB Insider for ESPN and ESPN.com. Buster, I wanted to ask you kind of moving forward from this, let's say they are able to return, but the revenues are obviously not going to be what they expected for this season. How much does that affect, I mean, the offseason with free agency, teams that have a higher payroll than what they're ultimately going to be able to contribute next year? Like, how much are these teams going to be hurting moving forward for some of these player salaries? Which is uh, underscores why I think the the Player Association really needs to to look at this big picture. Because there's no doubt, uh, from what I've heard, that there are going to be franchises that are going to get crushed by this. Uh, to the point that you may, may see some teams uh, ownership say, look, uh, I took too big of a hit. I have to get out of the game and I have to sell the team. Um, yeah, and it's to the degree that whenever, because right now the rosters are frozen, there is an expectation among general managers that whenever the rosters are unfrozen, that's going to be like 930 at the stock market where the bell's going to ring and you're going to see teams looking to dump debt as much as possible and this is just total speculation on my part but it's a name that's mentioned a lot uh among general managers they wonder for example what's going to happen with the cleveland indians and francisco lindor that this is a you know an expensive player who's got some trade value the indians are a small market team you know they don't have the revenues of the yankees and the dodgers so once they get the opportunity to move them will they basically just look to dump the dump him uh, and his salary to reduce the losses that they're going to take for this year. I think that's an equation that's going to have a real factor on the moves you're going to see once baseball gets restarted. I love that you mentioned him because he's a name that we've brought up a few times, Buster, as the Cardinals potentially being an option for him. They are not a big market team, and they're going to get hit by the lack of revenue that they're having from the fans not being able to go to the stands. But if you're looking at Francisco Lindor with one year left on his contract and then maybe next year the salaries are suppressed by the fact that the free agency market is lowered, is this a situation where the Cardinals could ultimately take advantage of that market? They could uh, possibly, for sure, because I, I think the one thing that everyone's wondering about is how much does you know what's going on now affect the free agent prices going forward? You know, we... You know, knuckleheads like me, before this uh, spring training started, we were speculating on whether or not Mookie Betts was going to be the second $400 million player behind Mike Trout. Now, based on what we've seen, that would be a shock. Like, I, I think it would be a shock to people if he got $300 million. So, if you're, and, and, you know, we're looking at it from the team perspective. Look at it from the player perspective. What happens now if Mookie Betts, you know, they, we all go back to work, and the Dodgers say to him, and I'm speculating the numbers. Let's say they offered him 300 million. How do you turn that down? You know, how do you turn down if you're Francisco Lindor, a team being willing to offer you 250 million dollars? There's no doubt that the financial landscape is going to change. It's hard to say exactly where the goalposts move. Uh, you know, until we get, uh, I think, into this and, and see more clarity. But there's no question that there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to be hammered by this. And for teams that have some payroll flexibility, I think the San Francisco Giants are in that realm. Uh, You know, we'll see about the Cardinals. 
no question that uh, uh, names will be moved because of what we're seeing now. That's always happened in baseball history. We saw it with the 94 Expos having to dump guys like Larry Walker uh, back in the 30s, guys like Lefty Grove, Hall of Famers, because of what was happening nationally uh, with the economy. Now, Buster, last question for me, which is pretty important. It's been on my mind since Friday. Uh, when you're mowing your lawn, is it a sit-down <laughs> mower or a push mower? It's actually both. Uh, we have we have these two areas of the lawn. My kids, when I just say go do the triangle, they know that's the area where I don't want the riding tractor to tear up the grass. So when I missed you guys the other day, it was because I was on the riding lawnmower, but leaving those triangles for the kids. There we I go. I it. like it. I would be I would be disappointed if we didn't have a little bit of the push mower, though. We got to keep our cardio up, right? We got to keep our cardio up for sure. And I grew up on a dairy farm, and and that uh, you feel like you have an obligation to maintain the grass as best as possible. He's Buster only. You can find him on Twitter at Buster <laughs> underscore ESPN. Read his work at ESPN.com. Buster, real quick before you get out of here, how likely are we to have baseball on the 4th of July? I, I think it's a long shot. I think there are going to be complications along the way. And if I had to bet the family farm one way or the other, I think the season at best is going to be truncated, that they'll start and then they'll have to stop because of a group of positive tests. Um, I I do think that they'll reach some kind of a financial agreement, but I think it's going to be derailed before then. Here's the bottom line. Sorry to be uh, a little bit long-winded, no, but when you think about they're going to ask a group of about 2,000 young men, you know, 22 to 30 years old, to effectively stay in a bubble – uh, good luck with that. Uh, I think that's going to be really hard to be able to try to do that for three, four months. He's Buster only. You can find him. ESPN.com is where you find the work and at Buster underscore ESPN on Twitter. Buster, we always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. Yep, absolutely. And sorry about the, the uh, my mix-up the other day. My <laughs> no problem. We got a great story out of it, if nothing else. Okay. All right, Buster. Talk to you soon. That is Buster only joining us here on Ribs and BK on 101 ESPN. A lot to react to there. Obviously not the way that we wanted to end with him saying he doesn't sound particularly optimistic about it. I also want to talk about what he said about franchises dumping players potentially and a quote that stuck out to me about what Buster only had to say. We'll get to it all next on 101 ESPN.